0: Got some space over on the left. Jalen Brown takes it on. It's an absolute thunderbolt. They're about to celebrate. They have had one great season, the Cookers. The Premiership may have gone astray, but the Jappers have their final say on the biggest day.
1: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Shouts from the Sideline. A special edition, though, this week. We had the NRL preview last week. This week, we have a new special coming to you guys, uh, the Northern New South Wales Season Preview for 2018. Uh, my name is Quentin Connors, also known as Q, as you guys will already know. Uh, but today, for a special podcast, I have a special uh, panel once again. This week, though, is a bit more special. We have Ben Homer, mate, the voice of Newcastle Sport. He has come back to us. He's uh, He was a regular back in the day but you've come back the protocol son <laughs> you've come back once again ben welcome aboard thank you Hugh. it's uh it's great to be back mm great to have you back and we also have uh as our other little expert you could say uh he is a a league champion a league golden boot winner uh, i think you've been part of the pfa team of the year uh, as well a couple of times daniel mcbreen mate welcome aboard thank you for coming on
2: thanks for having me mate as you can tell i've uh i'm losing my voice and <laughs> I'm just glad to see that big-time Benny's willing to come back and put his time in. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, it's nice to have you both of you guys on. You guys will be the experts. I'll, I can just take the back seat now with, uh, with you two here. So uh, that makes my job quite easier. But uh, for everyone, we'll be looking through the upcoming season and all the uh, Northern New South Wales football leagues, including the NPL, WPL, Northern League One, and also we'll have a quick look at the Zone League competitions coming up this season. We'll be discussing how the teams may have improved and, and give our predictions for the year. We hope you guys enjoy but before we kick it off uh this podcast is brought to you by premier sports Supplies, number one place to go for all your sporting needs in newcastle and the hunter they the exclusive supplier of joma and can create any custom gear that you or your team may need for the upcoming season they're the only place to go to get bsc compression and supplements so regardless of whatever sport you in, go to premier sports suppliers.com.au you'll get everything you could possibly need for the season if you mention shouts from the sideline you'll get five percent off Boys, let's start right from the top. Right from the top are the most uh, premier competition in the uh, in Northern New South Wales, the NPL. And like we did with the uh, with the rugby league preview uh, last week, I've decided it'd probably be smart to uh, start from the bottom once again. See who's improved. See who's going to continue uh, being bad or being good. Uh, <laughs> so we'll start with Western. Weston team that finished last uh, last season uh, only one win and four draws, 15 losses and a differential of, of minus 28. Not a good season for Steve Piggott and his boys. Uh, ben, what were your thoughts about, about Weston last year and, and their terrible season? <laughs> well, I was actually
0: talking to their coach, Steve Piggott, the other day, and, uh, and I said to him, I felt they were a little unfortunate last year to only end up on seven points because there was a lot of games they were in, and... They just fell away in the last mm. 10, 15 minutes. They conceded a, a late goal against Valentine when they were, I'm pretty sure they were ahead or oh, I think it was yeah. one-all. They conceded a late goal, so they lost that 2-1. There was another game against Maitland. Uh, I was up there at Western and it was two-all. They conceded late. Um, uh, Josh Dutton-Black scored to win that 3-2. So there are a lot of games they're in. They started the season strong. But as, um, as Maka would know, when you've got a young side, it is tough over that that long season mm. and that's where mm. they struggled at the back end
1: yeah yeah i mean well for gains as well though for the year i, I believe you have most of their games obviously q aliens is a big one coming Our uh, former jets and, and and dutch international as well coming back to the side um i mean how do you think they're going to go with their new gains
0: yeah so q Yalliens, that's a that's a big in for them uh and and he's going to play in the midfield from what um from what pigo is telling me so that's interesting. Of course, he mm. can play at the back as well. Uh, they've got Josh McGuire from Charlestown. Nathan Morris is another big in. Yep. Uh, he's played over 200 games for Weston. He's back at his uh, at his former club, so big for them to have a, um, a, a championship winner there. Regan Lundy signed from the Jets. Jackson Burston also from Lampton. Jamie Subat, he mm. signed from Thornton. He's he's a very good player for them to have in the side in terms of experience. Yeah. And he'll be good off the bench late in matches. They signed Tiga Marcus, who, of course, had a yep. wonderful season with Bell Swans last year and Liam O'Reilly from the Jets. So they've got, they got a decent side, and that's to go with the, the young guys that, performed pretty decently last year bo wilkins chris hurley max foster uh, cooper Buswell, as well in there mm. and, and kane runge who's been with the jets youth he's going to be in goals for them and he's only going to be better for the experience
1: yeah yeah for sure mac i mean as a uh, player of someone who versus i mean uh, con- considering last year they, they obviously weren't that great how do you think they're going to go this year
2: look i think with The names that they're bringing in there, I think Morris and Ovialians are too massive. I think Morris is one of the best players in the league for me. I know he's getting on a bit now. I can't say too much because I'm 41 soon. But (laughs) um, I just think he's an exceptional player. So to get him back out there will make a massive difference. And like Benny said last year, they were young. Um, but they never gave over and, and just keeled in easy. It was yeah, always yeah. a difficult game. You know, I think we, we might have beat them 2-0, but it was a difficult 2-0. Mm. It wasn't you just turned up and went, oh, we'll just go through the motions. They yeah. made you actually earn that right to beat them. So. With those signings and that experience coming in, I think they could be a, um, a real team to watch this year. They're going to make it very difficult for teams to beat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think one of the, one of the key parts for their game that they lacked in last year was their goal scoring. They only scored 18 goals, which was largely, I think the next lowest was was 25 in the league. Um, so, I mean, that like their defence was all right, but their goal scoring was where they lacked. So, I mean, I think Tegan Marcus is one that's going to be pretty interesting to watch because, obviously, he dominated the new FM competition last year. So, I think... He might be that that guy that that might sneaking some goals. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how he adapts to to the the MPL, the top league. Um, where do you see them coming this year, Ben? Where do you think they they're going to finish?
0: I, I think Western are going to f- improve a lot, and I think they're going to finish in that mid table area. Mm. So maybe six to because we've said and oh, we're going to say later there are six sides who have got extremely strong rosters who mm. are, are going to be challenging for that four. So I think Western, they're going to be close behind, I think uh, between that six to six to eighth area of the ladder. Yeah, but, yep. yeah, I think there's a lot of improvement in there. And I think that experience, as Mac had touched on about Nathan Morris, just that experience at the back, that's going to be important. And now at the front with Josh McGuire, Q Yalians controlling yep. things in the midfield, I, I think that'll be huge for them. Mm. And, and as you said, Tiga Marcus, this is going to be a fascinating case study in can a new FM player who did so well on the new FM step up and play well yeah. on the NPL? And
1: mm. we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Well, Maka, where do you think, Ann, where they're going to finish? Where do you think?
2: <laughs> you told me you weren't <laughs> going to ask me where all these teams were going to finish. Well, Look, just, I, they, I, go? I think they'll be better. They'll finish higher than they did last year anyway. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Look, with that experience going through the spine of Josh Maguire, Yalians, and, and Morris in there, I think when you have that bedrock of experience through the centre, you just need to... And, and they can... Uh, Use those strikers that brought in, you know, the young Mm. fella to... to, If they can have that experience to control and set the benchmark at the back and they can sort of dictate play from there. Then they can use these strikers to, to go forward and, and, mm. and correct that problem of scoring goals. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll you'll see the, um, them move up the table a fair bit. Yep, yep. I think probably mid-table would be a realistic target for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you never know. Like, that's a lot of experience they've mm. brought in.
1: Definitely. Well, I tend to agree with you guys as well. I think they'll be better than, than this season or last season, I should say, and... Uh, maybe a mid-table should be the probably the target for them. Uh, moving up the ladder, the Jets youth, Newcastle Jets youth in America. You'll know uh, quite a bit about the side. Obviously, you're a uh, coach for the 15s. Um, 16s. 16s, yes. So, I mean, they finished 10th last year, four wins, three draws and 13 losses. Always going to be hard uh, for the Jets playing in this competition, though, because they are about development rather than um. You know, winning titles and things like that—that that isn't a main goal for them. They—they um, they had a pretty good year though, especially in front of goal. Thirty-two goals, which was more than—I uh, mean, like Lake McCoy was, who was seventh. So they were pretty good in the goal-scoring uh, department. Defenses where they lacked though—fifty-six goals they leaked in. Uh, they had a, minor, uh, a goal differential of minus 24. Uh, Macca, as someone who's in that uh, system, how do you think they're going to improve on, on last year?
2: That doesn't surprise me at all to hear that that they can score goals, but they concede. Mm. Um, you know, that's where experience comes in, and that's what you generally see in the clubs that have success. They have experienced players in the, in the centre of the back yeah, line yep. and probably in those positions in the midf- central midfield. Mm. So... When the young guys are in there, they tend to make a lot more mistakes because they are on a big steep learning curve. Mm. Um, And I'll be honest with you, again, I think it's going to be a very young team uh, that they're going to have out again this year. So I do think we'll see similar kind of things happen where they will play some lovely football, which they do at times. uh, But there'll be the the lapses in concentration, um, silly errors at times that will cost them goals. Um, But look. Labby and Laurie. Laurie's got a a lot of experience as a a coach, we know, and um, he'll have them trying to think more in a mindset, I think, of getting that winning mentality as well as Mm. development, that, um, you know, game game smarts side of the game as well, because we all know Laurie's a wily character and he'll try and get that instilled in them as well. Whereas I think sometimes young guys know how to play good football, but they don't know that game smarts of, you know, when to just. You know, tap a ball mm. away, or step in the way, or when they do a, fa- uh, you know, commit a foul, that will be a of uh, benefit for the team. So I think they could be better in that respect. But I still think we'll see a lot of. I wouldn't say silly mistakes, but mistakes that are just through a bit naive and, um, and obviously the physical element as well. Mm. They, they'll, mm. get, they'll get out-muscled and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, in terms of gains, Ben, they actually picked up a guy, uh, you were telling me before, from the uh, the Gold Coast for this season. He's but, come down.
0: Yeah, they have. So Kai Tepaldo has come down from Gold Coast City. So a big move for a, an 18-year-old. I'm pretty sure um, he, uh, he how old he is. I think he's yeah, just about 18. Uh, Ryan Goodway and Jack Simmons have come from the academy. Good Hugh, uh, good <laughs> Hugh. Sorry, yeah, don't get Here it wrong. Go, I've been, will kill me. <laughs> I've been, I've been sold some dodgy information. Um, they've they've lost Cameron Joyce. Um, to uh, America, he's on a four-year uni scholarship, and um, and Kane Runge, who was with them through the youth uh, mm. season, he's he's uh, moved to Western, but he was there last year, so not really. A loss in, you know, in the NPL sense. But Macron, just interested, you touched on defenders. Uh, is, is Australia youth football at the moment? Has Australia got an issue with creating good quality defenders?
2: If you want to talk about in the defending aspect sense of it, yes, I think so. I think we've uh, we've gone too much on the style of, uh, you know, everybody has to play football. Sometimes defenders just have to defend first. Mm. We want them to be good footballers and play at the back, but I don't see anything anywhere that we're you know, how do you do actually defend one-on-one? How do you tackle? When are you timing for tackles? Seems to be put to the side a little bit to, hey, let's all play out from the back. Mm. Well, You're a defender. Sometimes you've got to defend first. And I think sort of slipped away out of the, the curriculum or the thought of, uh, processes of some people these days. But, um, yeah, and I think we're working hard on trying to rectify that because defenders – you got to defend.
1: Mm, mm. Well, I mean, in terms of 2018, then Ben, where do you think the Jets are going to finish around this season?
0: Well, they every year, and I rip into Damien Smith on the Bar TV coverage for saying this. He says that every year the Jets are an unknown quantity, and <laughs> and I'm going to say it here. I'm going to say it, it's really difficult yeah. because you don't know the to- you know the the full squad, uh, and you really don't know what's going to happen until those yep. early rounds. I'm going. I, I don't think they can challenge the top six. I'm going between sixth and tenth. The Jets this year,
1: right? Okay, then Maka, what do you think?
2: Yeah, look, I think, um, like I said, it's again. I think it's going to be quite a young team this year. Yeah. So I do think they'll struggle both physically and just with that learning curve. They've got a lot to learn. So I, I do think, uh, they'll be mid, mid to bottom.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, as you guys said, I, I think that as well. I think they'll be around that, that, uh, that mark. But as we said before as well, their success isn't really uh, dependent on. On where they finish on the table really is—it's yeah. it's on how they uh, uh, develop as a as a squad and as uh, like individual players. So let's move up the ladder to Adamstown. They came ninth last season, finished with five wins, four draws, eleven losses. Uh, 27 goals they they scored 48 they leaked in which was the uh the second most in the league minus 21 was their goal differential and this year looks like it's going to be a bit of a hard year for them as well they've lost a host of players um and not really gained too many also a new coach as well uh ben how do you think their their new or the new gains and losses their new squad for 2018 is, is going to affect them well,
0: they've lost a lot of players and I, I haven't got the full list, but I do know Jordan it's Harrison. He <laughs> too, too long to read. <laughs> it might take me to the uh, to the end of the podcast to get through it all. Um, yeah, Jordan Harrison's gone to AFL. Dane Paulick, um, To AFL. To AFL, yeah. Right. He is tall and yeah, I think it could suit him. <laughs> um, Dane Paulick, I think he's had some family, um, some family issues that he's had to deal with, so he's stepping away for the season. Yeah. Um, and uh, they've gained Ben Kelly, of course, the Lakes goalkeeper. Mm. Ben Higgins has come from Magic. He was, uh, yeah, he played very few matches last year under Ruben Zadkovic, very much out of favour. Tom Cox, who scored a bucket load of goals at Hamilton, but rarely got a look in because of the, the depth of that, um, that first grade side. So Luke Rutledge, another Hamilton player. He mm. was the captain of the. The 20s last year and for a few years I think and he just wasn't getting a chance in first grade. Matt Sikulski from Maitland and Jordan Elphick also from Maitland have made the uh, the change to Adamstown with Shane Cansdale Sheriff who of course was yes. at uh, Maitland last year
1: the coach. Yeah yeah well I mean Mackie, how do you think they're going to go especially with the new coach how do you think he's going to affect the side this year?
2: Yeah look it's going to be interesting um, first year coaching for him um, it's, uh, unknown quantity as Ben would say <laughs> but um Look, they really struggled last year. Um, mm. They didn't have the depth of players. They were a very young team as well. And, and to be honest, when we played them, they did roll over. Um, they were quite easy to to steamroll. And it was that youth and just sort of they, they had that mentality. Like you scored one or two and you knew you were just going yeah, to, yep. to, to get up a hand. Now, if they've lost a lot of players as well, then I, can't, you know, I think it's going to be another long, difficult year for mm. them. Uh, We'll just have to see, you know, Shane's got a lot of experience in professional football and hopefully he can bring some of that to to galvanizing the squad and giving some kind of uh, a professional kind of outlook and and mentality towards a team that hopefully they can bond well and, and as a unit do well.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, they did retain a few players as well, didn't they? I mean, Chris Berlin uh, staying in the squad as well. With some other those other names as well. Robbie yeah.
0: Turnbull still there as well. Back Judd, from his injury. Uh, yep, yep. Judd Duncan and Zane Winslade also sticking around. But last year, to be honest, Adamstown they looked to a coach who who. Um, in Pete McGuinness, who they wanted to rebuild the club. Of course, he's moved to Hamilton. Mm. I know they're, you know, they were furious at the time last year, and I don't think they're too happy now as well as what's happened with um, with Nick Webb going to Lake Macquarie. A few players have gone with him, so it's it's really tough for Adamstown at the moment. And, um, you know, I, I just can't see it not being a difficult season for mm. them. You know, you look at the recruits other sides have brought in. They look really strong. At, and Adamstown, they've brought in some experience, but is it going to be enough? And I, I yeah. think it's going to be difficult for them, this this campaign.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's funny that you mention that as well because it isn't really a case that, um, you know, they've... They're they're going to be worse, but it just seems like a lot of the other teams have exactly recruited yep. better and are going to be better. So great point. Um, and just
0: before we move on, Tom Cox, I'm really excited about this. Um, to see Tom get a chance in first grade, hopefully this year he's been so good in the 20s, mm. can he step up in first grade? I think that's going to be exciting.
2: Yeah, I think that with the Hamilton Olympic, they've had a really strong 18s and 20s squads for the past few mm. years. And um, as you say, they've got a very experienced or had a very experienced first team, but um, none of them could break through or they never seem to yeah. get a chance in the first team. So it's good to see that some of them have finally said, well, we're going to go a try like elsewhere because, mm. as I say, the 18s and 20s have been very strong. And you always keep waiting for them to bubble into the front yeah. first team and it never happens. So it would be good to see how they go.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, uh, for next year, I have them around the same uh, mark again. Um, probably, yeah, from that, that eighth downward position, as you said, Ben, I think it'll be a bit more of a rebuilding year for them, um, a bit of a transition period uh, with new coach and, and a new squad. Uh, ben, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I I agree. Um, And and I just think they need this as a rebuilding year because next year, that's when the NPL gets Mm. restructured again. So they need to ensure that they stay in the top flight because they're such a proud club. It is such a beautiful ground, Adamstown, and
1: it's sad to see them just in this way at the moment. Mackie, do do you agree? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Too easy. Let's move on to Charlestown. Now, this is an interesting one because Charlestown have a whole uh, host of new players this season. Uh, none other than Lubo Medelicevic coming to the squad as well, which is going to be pretty interesting to see how he goes in the league. Uh, last year, they finished 8th, though. They've got five wins, four draws, 11 losses, same as Adamstown, finished on 19 points. Uh, had a much better goal differential, though. Um, scored 25, conceded 33, Um so goal scoring was uh, like a bit of an issue for them. Um, they've always like, like obviously brought in a lot of players. Again, Kane Goodchild, I should say, from Hamilton. I think the reigning goal scorer of the year for the last two years, I believe. So I mean, that's going to be a, obviously a bit of a bonus for them in the, in that department. Uh, ben, with their with their long list of of new players, how do you think they're going to go?
0: My question for Charleston is is can they bring them all together? Mm. You know, you've got players coming from. Well, Lubos from Dandenong, you got Kevin Davidson from the Suns, Grant Brown from Olympic, Tom Spart from, Smart from Lakes, Riley McNaughton from the Jaffers, Daniel Miners from Valentine, Callum Lewis from Cooks Hill, <laughs> and then you've got <laughs> Kane Goodchild and Scott Smith from Olympic. So they've basically got someone yeah. out of every club that's going to be coming into their first-team lineup. And they've got Danny, did I say Danny Island? Danny Island as well. I don't think I mentioned him. Yeah, Danny Island's another mm. one that's going to come into that side. So. I didn't
2: know that. Yeah, a, Dan, yeah, Danny that's a, that's Island. That's a great signing. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you think about, oh, I was talking to Dave Tancheski, who of course is back after a, mm. uh, a couple of years off, um, about his best lineup. And I'm just having a quick scan through that. And the only players that will be the same from last year in, in probably their best lineup are uh, Lehman, Cellini, Matt Tull and Dan Casaroli so
1: is reen ferguson staying as well reen ferguson
0: is injured at the moment right, but he okay. wasn't yeah you know, he didn't come up in uh in discussions yeah he's still there but you think yeah he's yeah collarbone injury so but you think about the guys i got in the front third with mm. Rain ferguson so good last year they have got kane goodchild scott smith callan lewis as well so mm. it's going to be really tough for, for Rain Ferguson as well to try and break into that Yeah, that yeah, lineup. exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: That could bring, cause some problems. Like you say, you've got players coming from everywhere and, you know, they all expect to be playing. If mm. people are going to be left out, is that going to cause problems in the squad and how well will they gel? Um, like it's up to Tange to That's his job to get that all sorted and it's going to be some man management for him there, especially with Big Lubo <laughs> and his um, yeah. uh, aura when he comes in. So it'll be interesting to see how they go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... Obviously, you're versing them this year, Mac. I mean, how, like, what are you guys expecting when you take on Charlestown? I mean, are you expecting I mean, a team of, of, of stars, so to speak, to, to play against?
2: Yeah, look, um, first thing I saw, obviously, being an attacking player was Lubo and played against <laughs> him in the A-League. And um, I sent him a message straight away saying, don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's all chilled out and he's just looking, wanting to play and enjoy yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, like I said before, with Western, that experience of players they've got there, especially, you know, Lubo at the back, and then you've got up front, you've got Kane and all those. They're going to be a strong team. Mm. Um, I think I actually missed both games against Charlestown through work last right, year, okay. so I don't have a true representation of them from my memory. But yep, yep. looking at that squad, that's they're going to be a tough squad to, mm. to come up against.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, for next season, or this season, I should say, 2018, Ben, how do you think they're going to go in terms of their placing on the ladder?
0: I think if 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 Tanch can bring them all together and get them performing well, I think they're going to be in the top two. Right. The Wait. question is, if he can't, I still think they're going to be in the top. <laughs> I still think they're going to be in the top five at least. Right. So, okay then. But if he can get them firing on all cylinders, they're going to be a, they're going to be a top two side.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mako, do you agree well, with that? With
2: That squad, they could be. Yeah. Um, but it's well, Ben's right. Whether they gel and whether everyone's happy with yeah. you know they're with their time that they're getting but on paper they they are one of the teams that's up there they'll definitely be looking without a doubt to be top 4
1: yeah yeah definitely yeah i agree with that as well i think top 4 would be the benchmark for them that they have to hit um, i think anything less would probably be considered a bit of a failure of a season so especially with that squad that's just like on well, paper that's um yeah definitely a premiership winning team
0: i was going to say we, we see with melbourne city uh, in the in the w league their side and it's constantly spoken about They've uh, have, have fractured relationships all through that that side uh, throughout the season. They finish fourth and win the grand final. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's what I think. Even if things go wrong for Charleston, I still think they're good enough to make the yeah. finals.
1: Right. Okay, then well let's move on to seventh. Late Macquarie, the Roosters, last year they uh they won six games, drew five. Five and lost nine um in patches looked like a very good side they they troubled some of the top teams um, yeah they troubled us twice <laughs> yeah yeah but it was just that consistency that they lacked across the uh, competition uh so Mackie, you said they troubled you uh last season i mean do you think they're going to be that kind of team again this year
2: well they they were one of those teams that you thought we got we should expect to beat these uh but Geez, they made it hard. Mm. The first game, I think they were beating us one nil, and we scored two goals in the last couple yeah, of minutes. Yep, yep. And the last game of the season, I think it was. Uh, I think we were down two nil and came back to two all draw. And we were probably lucky again to get yeah, out yeah. of that. But um, yeah, whether or not that was us on our day being a bit too, um, you know, not that we ever go into games thinking we're going to win and we'll just mm. cruise through, but they were just tough. You know, they yeah, were yeah. they were very well structured. They. Um, they were a very good defensive unit. They were tough to break down. Yep. They had um big man up the back. Um,
0: Matt Tui was up Tui, the back. Tui He yeah. was a pest the whole time. <laughs> He's just
2: monster in and And but always organizing. And they were a really tough team to break down. Now, I'm not too sure about their ins and outs yet, but I'm sure Ben's going to give us in now. And Yep. Um, <laughs> tell us, ben, it? Well,
0: well, I can tell you, Matt too. He's not playing for them this year. So yeah, he okay. left
2: with a couple of games to go, didn't he?
0: Last yeah, he, he does a bit of work for the Knights. I'm pretty sure in their uh, training department, yeah, maybe to one of the trainers. So um, I don't know if that's affected him, but yeah, he's not playing this year. Of course, Tommy Smart gone to Charlestown. Blake Green. That's a big. That's a big loss. He was really good last year. Uh, he's gone to Hamilton. Justin Broadley to Magic, and Ben Kelly. Of course, we mentioned he he's gone to Adamstown. But they've brought in uh, Cameron Holtzheimer, Mitch Hunter, Harry Lane, all from Adamstown, Paul Shakawe from Magic, Josh Casey from New Lambton. So he was strong last year. We, we did an FFA Cup game. New Lambton played Kahibran. and Josh was was very good at the back. So, interesting to see him make the step up. Mark Finlayson from the Phoenix. Lachlan Hill has signed from Magic. He was a uh, probably a 20s player, I'm sort maybe 18s. Uh, Riley Hill's from Adamstown as well, and Campbell Ross from the Jets youth. So, so we're mm. talking quite a few young boys there, isn't well yeah, 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 a lot of young guys, yeah. I so, mean, total opposite to last year, because last yeah. year was a very experienced side. Yeah, it
2: side. was. And, like we say, experiences tend to, to be more organized, and, and you can do better but there seems to be a lot of young guys there so it'll be interesting to see Mm. um how they gel and and who's going to step up to be leaders in that group
1: yeah well not to mention there's a new coach as well in nick webb um so it'll be interesting to see how he goes with the the full-time gig um i mean in terms of their placing on the ladder do you see them being another mid-table side again or do you think they can potentially break up into the top four what do you think ben i just think as i said top six is is set um,
0: with, you know, the Olympics, Charlestown, Maitland, Edgeworth. Uh, mm. Where were the other two sides? Oh, don't stop Lamp. the pod now then. It's, it's, don't <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> mean, <laughs> they're, they're going to be the top six. It's just like the Premier League, you know. You know who's going to be in the top six. Yep, I yep. think this year is, you know, you got those six sides who are going to be right up there. But I think Lake Macquarie, they're going to be battling it out. And mm. a great season for them is, is a spot just outside that top six. And I yep. think that's where they're going to be. They're going to be between that... Six and six and nine.
1: Yep. Thoughts maker.
2: It's packed between six and nine and six <laughs> and eight, isn't it this year? <laughs> no, but I agree with Ben. Yeah. I think where he's coming from. Uh, I, I think they'll be struggled to to make finals football, and they'll be happy with a mid table finish. I'd say.
1: Yep, for sure. I agree with that as well. I think they'll be that mid table side once again. The next team is Maitland. Uh, now Maitland obviously uh, recruiting Bolchi, which was announced uh, midway through last season, um, and he's brought over a few players that. As well to Maitland, and they've actually got a quite a good team that will be hoping to make top four. You would imagine. Ben. Hang on, Ben, not six to eight anymore. or We moved out, six to eight? Eight. We've a... moved out of six to eight. We've moved ben out of six to eight. Ben likes this team. He likes this one's Bolt to the
2: top. <laughs> yeah. We're in the
1: top six now. Are we, ben? We're in the top six. We're right. The okay six. then. Well, what's their gains for this season? Uh,
0: well, actually, when I rang Michael Bulch to ask him about this, I said this is going to be a long list, and he had a little bit of laugh and said, "No, it's not." And he <laughs> and he named uh, Alex Reid. Uh, Matt and Andrew Swan from Hamilton, uh, Zach Thomas from Western, and James Thompson also from Western. So not, not that many players he's, uh, he's bringing in. Um, yeah, but th- this is going to be a strong side. You've got players like Ryan Clark, Matt for the speed up front. You've got James Thompson added to that, Josh Dutton Black, uh, Matt Thompson in the middle, and then you've got uh, Alex Reid, the Thornton boys. The mm. criticism of Hamilton last year where Boltsy was is they had a, an older side. This has got a really good mix for mine and yep. that's why I think they're going to be uh, right up there.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Macca, what do you reckon?
2: Uh, <laughs> ben really fancies this team. Um, <laughs> but no, look, he's right. They do have a good mix of uh, youth and experience. Um, they've been very well organised the last couple of years um, back from when Heffernan and, and Thompson were running the show. Mm. I think they've really kept that nucleus of that squad and the structure that they have as well. Um, they were a very hard team to beat. They have been. And with a few uh, acquisitions there, they're, they're going to be uh, up there, aren't they, Ben? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, how do you guys think Bolchi is going to change the squad as well? Because we've obviously seen him be pretty successful at at Olympic, getting them to the finals every basically every single season. How do you think he's going to change Maitland now?
0: Well, I, I think it's just an, in, an interesting uh, style that he's going to be... Uh, I think the style's going to change a little bit because, of course, last year you had... Kane Goodchild and Scott Smith not as quick in the front third mm. this year. He's got Clark, Cummerford, James Thompson as well. So uh, I think it's just going to be a little tinker with uh, with bolcher's style. But year. they did. But
2: they that's how Maitland played the last couple of years, didn't they? They sat back, they defended, they they blocked off spaces, they made it difficult to break them down. And then when they won it, especially through Matt Thompson, they tried to go forward quick to those pacey guys. Um, and they were quite effective at it. And, mm. and when I say pacey guys, they can move. So <laughs> if they can get isolated one v one against defenders uh, and counter they're going to be very deadly.
1: Yeah, well, Ben, we know that you had them pretty high up. Where have you got them? Do you think they're going to finish? Oh, I, I'm just having a look at the little document that
0: I did up because I've got. Oh, I, I this is so difficult. They're going to be in. Yeah, they they're going to be in the top five. Top, top five. five. Oh, okay. he's, he's gone conservative <laughs> yeah. there, hasn't he? He
2: was saying top two it's not long just, ago. Uh, <laughs> it is
0: just so hard to pick. Just so hard to pick. I, I, yeah. I, I can't wait for this season because <laughs> there's going to be a couple of sides who are going to be bitterly disappointed at mm. the end of the season to have mm. missed out on the finals.
2: Yeah. Look, up, what do you reckon? Uh, look, they, 100% finals is definitely what they're looking to be yep. and as high as they can get up there. They'll they'll have aspirations of, I think, trying to win the league yeah, uh, with yeah. that squad. Uh, they've been a there or thereabouts, you know, close mm. in the finals recently. So they'll definitely be looking no no lower than fourth. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I think that as well. I think yeah, yeah. Like anything less, I think will be a bit a bit of a failure for them. Like I can see them definitely challenging uh, maybe the Eagles this year for the uh, <laughs> the top spot, but we might we we'll <laughs> have to wait and see. Uh, we'll move on to Valentine in fifth. Now, last year uh, they did finish fifth, just outside the top four. A bit of a disappointing end to the season. Um, especially considering how they how good they were going towards the uh, the middle. I think they were like basically top two for most of the year until yeah. Towards well, the you end, know, well, so. I think
2: that all fell down when they played in the FA Cup against Broad and I think a few players got their nose out of mm. joint because they were flying in the league. I think they were second, and um, they got a few players got rested for yeah. the FA Cup match yep. and I spoke to them as the game was going on and they were a bit disappointed mm. that they didn't have full tilt it because they were going to make the round of 32 if they yeah. basically yeah. if they will beat that one that game. Then they they lost that game because they rested so many players. Then they lost the next week and it went downhill from there. And yeah. I that had an impact on them because they were flying at that stage and I think yeah, yeah. they had a real thought that they could beat Broadmeadow in that game and and, and then basically would mm. automatically get rid of the 32. So I think that was a massive turning point in their season. Mm. Um, obviously, their striker um, Jalen he was on yeah. fire as well. And that sort of started to peter off, off as the mm. season went. I think, you know, obviously, teams start to work out, you know, strengths and weaknesses yep. and how to play against them. But um, that was a massive turning point for me for them last year.
0: And yeah. who and who took their place in the top four? Which side ended up taking their place? It was yeah, none other than exactly. Broadmeadow Magic. Mm. And after that win magic went from strength to strength they yeah magic won that game then they won the next one against cough yep. city and they are probably lucky in the end they really struggled to get the job done and we thought yeah i'm not quite sure if magic have turned a corner and then they they went eight really... games undefeated or something didn't yeah. They? yeah i and think I, it was something I, like I 10. Think ruben yeah.
2: was on, like under a lot of pressure at that stage mm. and then they just turned it around and went on a unbelievable run mm. and that, i picked that point for the turn of both teams yeah
1: yeah i mean no jalen brown this year obviously no alec faulkner they're both american imports uh gone they have brought in um some players one from the npl in uh, the sydney competition and also from um, from overseas as well haven't they been
0: yeah they've brought in a, a bloke called christian kershaw from uh, from the u.s uh, aiden gardner's made the move from edgeworth he struggled for for game time last year um zach Snedden, of course he's yep. back from the u.s Big name signing. <laughs> Don't um, tell him that. <laughs> and Shinji Shosu, um he played last season in the Illawarra Premier League and in the Philippines for two seasons.
2: So he it, trained with us in pre-season. The Japanese lad, mm. and I was quite impressed with him. Right, okay. Um, then. I thought he was okay, but I think Zany was. A bit wary about foreigners, and they've got to be miles better than what we've got and what yep, he saw yep. didn't. But I actually thought he was a good player, so i mm. be interested to see how he goes. Right,
1: yeah. Well, they also lost. I mean, like their their captain Scott McGinley, uh, not there anymore. They lost. Um, I would like they've made Reese Pettit now the the captain, the youngster at the back. Uh, I mean, a bit of a bit of a probably a, a transition year for them as well. I mean, coming Another, from such a good uh, team they had last year, and then it's, it's changing this year now. Another huge loss for them. Matt Paul,
0: he's mm-hmm. uh, having a break, doing some triathlon, so that's a huge loss. They've they've brought in Daniel Ott uh, into the side as well. He's played at Blacktown and Marconi yep. and Aaron Nine Kuru, who was at Adamstown of the Jets Youth. He was recently in the Jets Youth for there right? Okay. NYL. So yeah, decent decent um, signings for Valentine. Mm. Yeah, the question is, how, is their side as good as some of those sides yeah. above them? And that's yeah, we said. There's so many quality players that have uh, that are in the competition this year.
1: Yeah, so where have you got them finishing, do you think, this year, Ben?
0: Uh, just outside the... Uh, I've got them just outside the six.
1: Just outside the six, so good. I, I think they've got, <laughs> they got a good squad, just outside the six. Right, yep. okay, then. Macca, what do you reckon? Yeah,
2: I think um, they sort of took everyone by surprise last year. Yeah, and yeah. Then, as you say, their American boy up front was electric at the start. Um, with him gone as well, I think, um, you know, they've made a couple of signings, but I think... Mid table again, it's around those, one of those positions is a, is a, probably a. Probable outcome. Yeah, ten
0: Prove us as wrong as well. again. Prove yeah. us wrong again. Please. <laughs>
1: yeah, I tend to agree as well. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how the um the overseas players go if they do uh, uh spark up the side and and uh can live up to the same same standard that the other boys uh, made last year. Uh, but I have them, yeah, just, just outside the six, probably that mid table, six to six to ninth spot on the ladder. Next up, Bullmetto Magic. They finish fourth, twelve wins, three draws and five losses. We just talked a bit about them and their unbelievable finish to the year. And um, almost knocking you boys out in the semis, almost, uh, almost yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not not <laughs> close enough. They finished with no, uh, thirty nine points on, on the ladder, same as the uh, the eventual champions, Lampton. Um, uh, what I'll ask you first, Mac, that, that run at the end. I mean, I mean, how 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 big was that for the for, for the squad? I mean, I mean, the team that you guys versed at the start of the year compared to the team that you guys played in the semi-finals. How much do you think they you know, changed?
2: I wouldn't say they changed. Uh, they're always a strong team, Broadmeadow, and mm. I think it would take took a while for Ruben to get his philosophy over, yep, and yep. The, you know, the way he wanted to play. And um, I remember at the start, we, we was going back into October or November, and some of the boys were saying, he's got us in four nights a week. and <laughs> But he wanted to get the way he wanted to play over, and he yep. thought the best way to do it is to get everyone in and, and work as hard as they can as early as they can. Mm. took a while to gel, but then... As you, we talked about just a minute ago, that uh, mid-season turn as uh, it all sort of clicked. Yeah. Also had a it was a coincided with uh, Oxborough came in. Yeah, um, yeah. He was an exceptional player for obviously A League standard, and and he had a a real positive effect for them. And even when he left, that effect that he had and the belief yeah. that he had brought to team, the way they play, had, had continued afterwards. So. Um, I think they'll be dangerous again this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, Ben, I mean, they haven't made too many like, gains or losses, really. They've kept the core of their squad, but how are they looking for 2018? Yeah, so
0: Justin Broadley from Lakes, he's uh, he's come across. Cody Carroll from the Jets, youth. should have some off-season drama about that. Apparently, he signed for Hamilton and then got poached by uh, Magic. Oh, mate, Matt, everyone's poaching everyone, isn't it? <laughs> I know. The football world's yeah. brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Paul Bits uh, has come from Adamstown. Tyson Jackson, Jets youth. Uh, John Majorowski from the Suns. I don't
2: know about Tyson. Yeah, so... He might have been poached. He might have been poached <laughs> as well.
0: There's so, there's so much poaching. They lost... Um, uh, an experienced core of that squad who were probably part of the, the golden magic uh, period of time. Uh, Scott Pettit's gone to Olympic. Uh, who else is part of that? Ben Higgins to Adamstown. Peter Haynes mm. is retired. Dino Fajkovic has gone mm. to South Cardiff. Uh, that's with uh, Nico Giant Giantsopoulos, the keeper, has left. And um, Scott Robertson has
1: gone back to Perth, I believe. So, Who's in goals for him now, then? So Paul Bits is in goals. Okay. But well, with so many changes then to their squad, I mean, in terms of losses, because, I mean, their, their core 11 will probably be most likely the same. I mean, the core players, their key players. I mean, do you think they're going to stay around the the same mark in the table around that fourth spot, or do you see them pushing on, maybe dropping out of the top four? What do you reckon? I think based on the form that they
0: showed in the Masso Cup, where they won the competition they beat, Rockdale, a side which mm. uh, had Ante Kovic in it. Uh, oh, I know I know it's hard. Preseason games are always difficult to read too much into, but I think they're looking good. They've still got Vigili and Bradbury up front, the speed, along with mm. Uh So I think they'll be very disappointed, well, more than very disappointed, if they don't
1: make the top four this year, Magic. Yeah, Macca, what do you reckon?
2: Yeah, well, that's a minimum for a Broad Broadmeadow Magic yeah. every year, isn't it, top four, so yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. I tend to agree with you guys, as uh, I have done most of this podcast, to be honest. So, uh, we'll go on to Lambton. There's going to be no surprises this year <laughs> whatsoever, is there? It? It's just going to be so boring and yeah. routine. <laughs> uh, well, for, for Lambton, the eventual champions, unfortunately beating you guys. Well, unfortunate for you guys, good for them, but uh, beating right you them. guys yeah, in the grand final. Uh, Joe Wheelhouse coming back and Nick Morris, obviously in that final series uh to get them the win they finished with 39 points though, as i said before uh 12 wins 3 draws and 5 losses uh had the most goals scored in the competition as well got 50 which was eight more than edgy actually which was a second highest so um pretty good in the goals department but when you got <laughs> players like the uh, Griffiths brothers playing for you you're always going to uh probably lead in that st- uh, statistic but uh ben what do you reckon ha- how do you think the team's going to be for 2018 obviously it's a bit of an aging squad uh uh, with those, those key guys being, being a bit older than the rest in the competition, how do you think they're going to go next year or this year?
0: Well, Lambton have got a target on their backs. Mm. They are the side, in my eyes, that has got all the pressure on them. They are expected to win it again this year. They're expected to win the Premiership this year with the side that they've put together.
1: Don't tell at that. <laughs> well, Mac, I'm, I'm
0: Mac is fine. At, I'm staring at you here, mate. Mack Mac is, Mac is fine because the pressure's on Lampton, so Edgeworth yeah, can just right. sit back and not worry too much. Yeah, I, I think the pressure's on Lampton this year. They brought in Brent Hamill from Edgeworth. That'll be interesting, round mm. one. Bit of a uh, book of feuds there. Edgeworth up against Lambton. Um, uh, Brad Swancott, of course. Is he in goals again? Is he back again?
2: Yeah, oh, I think he is. Yeah, he's getting wider than he is taller, That he's still <laughs> in there, mate. Um, they've,
0: they've got, ben, uh, they've got uh, man, uh, Michael Kandorowski, Ben Hay in the midfield. So oh, I think they've got a good mix. I know you said they're a bit older, but Kandorowski, Hay, they've got Verity, Liam O'Dell as well, Michael Sessions... Pat Brown, to Ridge Marpu and Luke Remington. Like it's not that old a squad if you think about it, because it's really only the two Griffiths boys and um the old bloke in goals. Yeah, but
2: I think um it's gonna a big thing for them will be Joe Wheelhouse. Uh, his ankle or his yep. foot. Um, he's still off scene specialist now because they're saying that he possibly might play. He might not play. Right. Okay. But yep. for me, he's the one that runs their show yeah don't yeah. get me wrong they're good without him but when he's in there they're such a better team mm. he's so calm and collected he runs the show he wins balls he, he plays it simple he can play, pick out good passes for me he's the main man for them yep, and, yep. and whenever we knew we were playing with them without him we, we knew it wasn't going to be easy but it was okay at least job's yep. not in there it <laughs> gives us a, a little bit more of a chance yeah yeah um, and like Ben said, when he, or he Q, Q said when he comes to the, the end of the season, and he played with basically yeah. one leg, still made a massive difference mm. for them in the grand final. Mm. So, yeah, I think him he, he, whether he's in or out could have a big influence on you know a couple of positions. For can them. can yeah, one big.
0: of those midfielders like a Michael Kandorowski, Ben Hayes, step up if Wheelhouse does get in? I think
2: it. they're both quality players as well, but I just think Jobs, I just think he's class in this in this league. I think he's been one of the standout players. Just What he does for that team, he's calm head, he organizes, um, you know, he he can get stuck in when he has to get stuck Mm. in. Um, So I just see him as, you know, for me, when I look at their team, he's their standout player. Yep.
1: Yep. Well, I mean, in terms of uh, the season coming then, can they do it again? Can they go back to back championships, uh, Ben, do you think?
2: No. (laughs) 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 Uh,
0: Yes, I think they can and um I I do think it relies on Job. I think right, if Job. Okay. I think if Job's injured, they won't. Right. Okay. If Job's injured for much of it, they won't. Top
1: four if, still, but without him,
0: without Job, no. I without, don't think they'll make the top
2: they four. Don't think they'll make right. top four without. No. Well, see, I was going to say that I think they're the favourites to win it again. Yeah. Um, oh, with with
0: Job, they are they are undoubtedly the favourites. Um, but with without the, Job, we saw last year they they really really struggled, and you look at that side and you go, how does that happen? But yeah, I just think the sides around them, uh, are just can just uh, be a little stronger when if Job doesn't play for Lambton. So I think
1: he is huge, mm. absolutely huge. Macca yeah, yep. though, what do you think?
2: Oh look, I think they're favourites. Um, I'm happy to be an underdog, <laughs> but um, <laughs> look, you look through that whole squad there, that first eleven, and it's quality all yeah, the way yeah. through. Um, yeah. So I think. Well,
0: they're up there for, for winning. Yep, yep, definitely. Oh, I was going to say, you look at the squad, who they've got Joe Bennett, you predict them first. Yep. you're yep. saying if he gets injured. But
2: without him, yeah. they don't make the four. That's a yep. big. Yep. Their, yeah. I said he's <laughs> their best player, but that's a massive. <laughs> <play>.
1: <laughs> oh, he's getting into you today, isn't he? Well, I mean, I think. Unlike Ben, I think they will uh, still make the fall with, uh, without him because I think they still have, I mean, the Griffiths brothers just in themselves. Uh, I'm going to uh,
2: tell them, first game we were out there. If Joe's not out there, Ben said <laughs> you were not gonna make the finals so <laughs> <and> give up. <laughs> uh, you have the whole league turned against Ben. <laughs> uh,
1: well, let's move on to Hamilton Olympic. Anyway, the team that came second, and we talked about this before we started the podcast, but they have a massive uh, range of changes as well across their squad also. Um, I mean, a lot of new boys coming in, a lot of new boys going in out uh they finished second last year didn't make the grand final obviously went down to lambton in the semis um but still a pretty pretty good season for them overall uh finished with 12 wins four draws four losses um and they, and they had quite i think they had the second best defense after edgy so with only letting in 20 goals so um a pretty good season for them ben what do you think about their their gains and losses for the year well uh Pete McGuinness isn't answering uh my phone calls, so <laughs> why
2: well, did you predict they would not make the semis? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, he might not after I say what I'm going to say now <laughs> um yeah they they they've still got that that um that group of uh you know you've got Reese Cooper, you've got Kyle Hodges in there for um for Olympic who were two strong players for them last year uh they've brought in pretty sure Jake McGuinness is in there for Olympic this year, the Blake Green as well from mm. Lakes. But I just don't think this squad is as strong as those. Uh, well, we're going to mention Edgeworth, so they're in yeah. that that top five. I just don't feel like that stru- that squad is as strong as the other five sides who I'm going to put above them. And I just think Hamilton are a little bit below those top five, so I think they'll finish right. sixth. Okay, then I will mean I'm going to lock them in at six. Yeah, right.
1: So they're still part of that top six that you were talking about. They're still part of the top six.
0: <laughs> I, I think they're better. I think they're clearly better than the sides below them. Yeah. But I just I think they're in that. I like to call it the purgatory
1: zone. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Well, I mean, they lost their coach, obviously. You know, uh, no Bolchi this year, who's been there for quite a few uh, years now and brought them success, as I said. Uh, Macca, how do you think they're going to go without Bolchi there?
2: They were always difficult to play, especially at their pitch because they were so small and they were very combative. Mm. But they've lost, you know, influential players in there, strikers up front and midfielders who played regularly. They'll play a completely different style. I think under Gino, his teams have always wanted to play a good football. We saw Adamstown try to play that last yep. year, but they just probably didn't have the quality or the experience to do it and yep, they yep. fell down. But I think he'll have them playing a completely different style. Um, it's how well they actually gel and can do that. Uh, yeah. If they have the quality in certain areas to, to play the style that Gino wants mm. them to play. Um, and at home, like I say, it's a small pitch uh, for them. So trying to play that, Nice style of football can be a little bit more difficult there because yep. it's easier for the opposition to mm. close down spaces and make it smaller. So it's uh, it'll be an interesting one to see how they go. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, they lost a few young players as well. I mean, going from that list is also, I know that Marcus Duncan has had followed Bolshe to Maitland and also Matt Ray going to Cessnock, which we'll quickly touch upon um, once we finish the NPL. But um, Marcus, Marcus
0: went down to Melbourne, uh, on. Not 100% sure which club, but he has moved down to Melbourne now.
1: He was going to Maitland, but he's going to Melbourne. Well, yeah, still still a loss for them. I mean, uh, Ben, you said finishing in sixth. Uh, Mako, do you think they're still good enough to make the top four, do you think?
2: Depends on how they gel. Um, They could either fly in. With great football, yep. or they could splutter and spurge just on the outside. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, in other words, he's
1: got splinters. <laughs> 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 well, I'm going to say, I think they're probably on the precipice of it. I think maybe fourth. But as Macca said, if they can't gel, I think they'll just finish outside in fifth. So I think they'll be around that uh, mark knocking on the door of the finals. Let's get to the fun one for Macca Edgy. <laughs> the team that uh, went uh, triple uh, premiership last year. They won the third, uh, third in a row. Uh, 13 wins, four draws, three losses uh 42 goals uh four, which was the second highest in the league and 14 against a pretty remarkable defensive record um in in a 20 game season so finished with a goal differential of 28 and 43 points on the top of the table uh but as we said though they did get to the grand final and unfortunately went down an extra time uh Mac, I'll, I'll ask you first and how are the boys looking for 2018
2: super fantastic <laughs> um yeah, look, we obviously lost some players, some yep. key players. Um, for me, Aidan Bryce was a massive loss for mm. us. He's been quality. I, I actually think he's got the quality, if he gets a good coach to 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 push on to be a league. Yeah, right, okay. um, Material, if he gets mm. the right opportunity in a right environment. Uh, I was wanted to try and get him some trials, but all the clubs seemed to be full and didn't have positions. But he's gone down to Melbourne as long along with Brody Taylor. They're yeah. both at Melbourne Knights and Brody. Was a, For the last three years, has been a great player for us in midfield, real mm. workhorse, um, scores goals, gets into the box, real penetrative player. And then, of course, Kieran Sanders yeah. um, has shot back up to Queensland and is killing it up there in, in Queensland, leading the MPL uh, up there. So that's three big players who mm. played regularly for us that we've lost. But you know what Zaney's like, not a problem. He'll <laughs> bring kids, younger players in and um, hopefully uh, – They'll fill the void, and yeah. he's quite happy to do that for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, from looking from the outside, Ben, as uh, like not a player like Maka, <laughs> do you think that EG can still cover the the losses that they have for this season? If I
0: didn't see what Zany did in the twenty fifteen season, I would say no. But after seeing that, so twenty fifteen, that was my first season working on the NPL, so I didn't really have a, a, an inclination mm. of you know i couldn't really do this at the start of the season yeah, and say yeah. these are the sides that are going to be strong but i do know edgeworth were written off that season they said no nah, edgeworth they're not going to they're not going to make the finals and then they went and won everything <laughs> and they almost knocked off melbourne city in the ffa cup as well mm. so i look at that and i go all right they've lost some really important players players that zane's brought through the system yeah yep and i feel like he can do what he did in 2015 right, okay. bring through these younger players who he's got at Edgeworth mm. and and mold them into first team players the question is is the competition stronger this year than it was in 2015 mm. yes i think it is and that's why i just don't think they're going to win the premiership this year right. but i but they're going to prove a lot of people wrong and i'm well, I'm marking them, them in for the top three at least. Are you just top saying that? Top three at least. You're yep. just saying do that, that for the guy next to you? I'm going top three. Top three at least. Right. Okay. Then. So so, so I'm, I'm telling you here first Edgy are going. I, I think. Okay. I'm going to say this Craig <laughs> Kerry is going to. Craig Kerry from the Herald. He's going to do his predictions next week. You'll see him in the Herald. I think he's going to tip Edgeworth outside the four. Wow. And I just, I, I have a feeling that they're going to be better than that, and I think they're going to finish top four. Right, we'll I, I might be wrong. Craig, Craig might not, but um, <laughs> I, I just think a lot of people will write Edgeworth off based mm. on the losses that they've uh, experienced in the in the off season. So how's right. that, Naka? No,
2: that'll be good. That'll be cut out and put on the changing walls. <laughs> <laughs> I say to all the young boys, look, this guy knows nothing. He'll be wrong, simple as that. But um, now, look, um, we. St- Lost those players and, uh, you know, there was talk of it being another rebuilding year, mm. but Zaney, as he always does, yep. is uh, he's not here to come second. We're here to win. Yeah. Um, yep. And he, trust me, the, the one training session I can make a week, he's still ramming that down now everyone's mm. throats. Is, you want to be at this club, you've got to have certain levels and mm. if you're not at that level, then you can walk out the door because that's what we expect and... Yep. Um, he's got us down to we win the league, and if we don't win the league, that he's going to be disappointed. So mm. that's just the benchmark he sets himself yeah. every time now. And, you know, I think the players have followed him with that mentality as well. So yeah. um, put us down as outside the four. that's good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 your job is to obviously win the league. My job job is to look at the sides and predict where I think they're going to finish. <laughs> so it's fine. I'm not holding it against you, mate. It's fine. You know, I, I think, yeah, Edgy, lock him in for top. Top three. And they've got that bloke uh, up front that scores in, you know, yeah, scores in a few matches a year, a few big matches. So. Jandy Byrne. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's him. <laughs> I think. Uh, well,
1: like like we said as well, I mean, they lost. Um, the players that they lost, I think, were mostly young players as well. though. So I think... Having that the experience still there though at Edgy I think is going to be a massive thing for the, um, for, uh, for the club because the under-20s actually, from um, from what I've seen from them, are a, a fantastic side as well. So I can see them slotting back in for those young boys that, um, that, that Edgy's lost. Um, it's just a matter of how quickly they can adjust to, to first grade uh, football. But I've got them finishing in the top two again. I think they're going to be, I'm not sure they can go to the Premiership again, but I definitely think they'll be the grand final and I definitely think they'll be... A, They'll be, uh, yeah, looking to to win it all. Uh, so, boys, I mean, that's that's that for the MPL. Uh, thoughts potentially, I, I mentioned before, but uh, thoughts potentially on the player of the year. Like we saw last year, Jalen Brown won it, uh, which was basically an unknown. Um, no one, like, no one even knew who he was, and then he came out and he won the um, Player of the Year award. Ben, have you got anyone in mind that you think might? potentially shine this year the award?
0: Well, if I did and I knew that they were going to be as good as Jalen Brown, I'd know I'm right now. Um, <laughs> well, I'd probably say to look out for some, a couple of those Valentine... It's Valentine again. Just a couple of those signings. You've got Daniel Ott. All right, yep. Uh he's he's come into the side. Well Zach's <laughs> and, Yeah, Zax <Zach's> <laughs> no, no,
1: Um no. <laughs> and
0: and uh yeah, I would probably say him because he's played for Marconi Blacktown as well. So yep, yep. Keep but an eye out for him.
1: Marco, is anyone for the you that no idea, mate.
2: No That's idea. It's too yeah. hard to call that yeah. one. There's always some bolters and then there's the mm. experience. So I don't like to call those ones. Yeah, too hard. Yeah. You're, nah. never, you're never going to get
1: one. Which is fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I think if I had to pick one, and I was trying to think as well, and it was hard for me, but I'm thinking if it's someone that I think potentially that might shine in his team, like like Jalen did, he was obviously the standard. I, I'm thinking potentially maybe James Vigili again. I think if he can score a lot of goals and get to his best, I think he could be someone that... Um, is the obvious standout at Board Meadow. Let's quickly move on though to the WPL. We'll touch across that um, this season. The uh, the Premier League for the women's uh, in the Hunter, uh, and we have a new uh, side, but New Lambton. They've joined the uh, the competition to make an eight-team comp, uh, and they've brought in a, a host of new signings, obviously, but some 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 top names, Joey Burgess, Tara Andrews, and Stacey Day, um, some, some big names there. Ben, you're obviously a bit more in the know about the WPL than we prob- uh, probably are. How do you think the season's going to pan out, especially with this new side in the competition? I really want to say, I really want to make a big call and say New Lambton are going to win
0: the competition, but... It's, it's the depth and, and they've got a very young side apart mm. from you know your Stacey, Day, Tara, Andrews, Joey um, uh, Joey Burgess as well. So that's that's where their issue is, where, where you've got a side like Merriweather who are very consistent across the mm. board, Warners Bay who are similar. So yeah, uh, it really depends for me. Top three is going to be Warners Bay, Merriweather, New Lampton, no doubt about it. It's, it's going to be right. clear as day. They're, yeah. they're going to be the top three sides. It's just a matter of whether New Lambton's younger players can can step up to the mark. Mm. If they can, I think they're going to they're gonna win the competition. New,
2: New Lambton, obviously, Keelan Hamilton as the coach there, his um, first, first season with them, obviously, as, and coaching women because he's been in part of the, the Jets youth uh, system for the last few years. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes with that mm. young squad and, and the three quality players he's brought in. So if he can get them playing some attractive football, and uh, it'll be good to see if they can challenge those two because the other two have been, obviously, the benchmark, haven't they, for the last couple of years?
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I'm going to say Warners Bay, Mirror, the New Lambton top three, battling it out for fourth. walls have brought Mark Kingston back. Adamstown have always got a strong, yeah, a strong youth system. They haven't got the big, the big names. Uh, so I think it'll be between them. And um, so Adamstown and Walls End for that fourth, fifth spot. South Walls End, Thornton, they're going to have, um, I just think they're going to have a difficult year. A lot of South Walls End's players have been poached by New uh, <laughs> Lambton. <laughs> More poached. And football mid North coast, this is really sad. They've had to drop out of the WPL. They're oh, really? Still in the lower, the, the younger age groups, but they've dropped out of first grade as of last week. So, so that's when I said it was an 18 competition, I was wrong. <laughs> 17. It was, right. no, you were wrong. What were the reasons right. behind that then? Just
1: uh, players, not having enough players to, to fill the 1st oh, yeah, team is, side. That is upsetting then. Well, I mean, uh, for the season then, you said you had uh, New Lambton, Warners Bay and, and Mayweather as the top three. Who would you pick for the championship? Who do you think is going to get it? I said I'm going to make a big call. All right, I'm going to make it. I'm going to say New Lambton are going to win it. What? Mackie, do you want to have a, a stab at it? Who do you think might win the competition this year?
2: Oh, I think one of the other two. Um, they've got the experience. They've been there mm. already. So I think it's going to be out of those two. Yeah, so, but you, I-
0: you just think about someone like Tara Andrews. She could score a bucket load of goals. Mm. And you see at Warners Bay, Merryweather very consistent side. Warners Bay, I said likewise. But they've got those two stars in Cass Davis and Jenna Kingsley. And, and they can... They can define the fortunes of a side like Warner's Bay, and that's where I feel that Tara Andrews, Joey Burgess. I saw them at training the other night because I went down to to film this uh, this uh, footage for a mate um, and do some interviews. And gee, they look good, New Lambton. They look really good.
1: Well, um, yeah, I'm going to actually go with Mayweather. I think I think they've got a. uh, a good side this year. Obviously, Riley Dobson coming back as well as a big signing for them Um, and big signing for the WPL, obviously, because she won the W League only, what, a couple of weeks ago now. So, um... Massive signing there for them. Uh, let's move on to the new FM Northern League One competition. Obviously, the uh, the second division in the men's, uh, and some uh, big changes across the league in terms of signings. Nathan McAllister going to South Cardiff. He was uh, from Thornton. He's he's the big goal scorer in that competition. Going over there. Dave Hodgson uh, going from Cahir to Bellswans. Another uh, bit of a big move as well. To see. How how that one goes? He loves loves to move. (laughs) He (laughs) loves (laughs) to (laughs) move. Well, it'd be it'd be interesting to see how he goes there. Bell Swans, obviously, uh, kind of a player who's 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 trying to replace. Taking Marcus's impact at the club, Uh, like we said as well. uh, Taking Marcus, the leading goal scorer last year, so obviously someone else has got to step up across the league. Cooks Hill had basically the same team again, so they're going to be, I think, around near the top, uh, as always. But one of the interesting ones, I think, as well, is Cessnock. Who finished last uh, last season without um, having a single win to their name? And I actually did the uh, the season preview uh, this week, and uh, from from my research, they haven't won a single game since June 26 in 2016. So uh, <laughs> when I when I talked to uh, Ben and Slade, the coach. He said the the club's first goal was just to win a match, so <laughs> then they'll go from there. But they've got a host of new players: Greg Ennis and Blake Roy from from Wesson, uh, Matt Ray, one of the guys we talked about from Hamilton. Um, for, so for the for, for the new FM, I think they're going to be um, uh, quite quite challenging this year uh, this season, quite competitive. Uh, for the top four or the, or the yeah the top teams this year, I've I've got Cooks Hill again, obviously. Um, they're quite good South Cardiff I think is going to be up there with their new signings Kahaiba um, they've got a new German uh, Tom Butzman in there um, and they've obviously got a quality side around them and Bell Swans, I've got finishing in fourth do you guys want to have a stab in the dark about it to see who might get up there this season I, uh, Cooks will have to win it with the side they've got mm.
0: they've got a great side to be honest, I felt they should have won it by more last year. The way they just dominated the grand final, I was thinking, how did they only win it by two points? Yes. They <laughs> they scored sixty six goals last year. Mm. They were they were great. I think I think Cooks Hill, I think Cahaba are going to be close by, and Bell Swans, the usual suspects, South Cardiff as well. I'm going Cooks Hill, Cahyba, Bell Swans, South Cardiff, New Lambton to improve on yep. last year, and Cessnock <laughs> to be massive improvers. Yeah, I got that
1: as well, and, and an interesting one as well for End. I think, because I think they're going to go close. They've actually got um, one of my old teammates, Ty Goldsmith. we talked about him on the pod before. I think a lot of people know him around Newcastle now because he scored an absolute bucket load of goals in the uh, in the Zone League competitions. I think he scored about, I think it was like, like 70 or 80 goals <laughs> across the 2 seasons. So um, he'll be one to watch out for to see how he goes in the New FM competition. Maka, what's your thoughts about the New FM competition? Yeah, year? look,
2: I think Kilkes Hill should be too strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I spend every day at work with uh, Andre Gunprecht, and he tells oh, me about Kaiai yeah. every single day and what they're doing <laughs> and everything. But he, you know, last year he said Cooks Hill were just too strong. Their, right, their, yep. their quality was right across the park, and I think the same squad that, that should they should I think win it by more, like Ben said. Hmm. Um, but it'll be the same. I think around the same same teams should be pushing around there. To it depends on what order, it depends on yeah. you know, that But the, I think it'll be the similar similar teams up there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, uh, one question I quickly want to ask you guys as well. I mean, obviously, we said in uh, 2020, we have the NPL uh, restructuring again, obviously. We're going to go to the two divisions. Teams, obviously, vying for a spot in the top leagues. Is there any teams that you think, given from, from last season, uh, this season as well, potentially next season, uh, do you think there's any teams from the new FM comp that are going to be like, or what teams do you think are going to be pushing for maybe those licenses, do you guys think? Well, macro I'll be interested to, know, interested to know your thoughts on this because I think it is going to be
0: very difficult for an NPL 1 and NPL 2 to be formed in Northern just based on, you know, speaking to people's sides as well. Um, I think you've got 11 sides in that, so pretty much Northern needs 16 sides so they can make eight and eight, mm. which I th- that's sort of what's been spoken about. Um, I really can say Cooks Hill would definitely... Go up. The only other side, I, I I don't think I can any say any other side would definitely go up. New Lambton will because they've got the money. It's just about all the park, so that gives you thirteen. Cahaba mm. have still got and sides that are on the on the borderline. You've got Cahyba, South Cardiff, Walls End, and and Bellswans, but they're not definite. And I don't think there's going to be sixteen sides by the uh, the
1: cutoff. All right, Mac, what's your thoughts?
2: No, but it does it come down to the criteria of ground and stuff like that as well. So yeah, oh, it's, it's tough um, to get that many teams up to the to you know what they want the standard to be. Yeah. So So you're saying they want 16 teams in the first.
0: 16, so they can have two, an NPL one and NPL two. That's sort of what has been spoken. So they eight in the
2: first one and eight in the second. Yep, yep. And Only promotion eight,
0: and relegation between the two.
2: I don't think eight teams is enough in a competition. Why can't they have 10 and an
1: 8?
0: Well, I'm not sure. They, but there's yeah. just... Because 16 is the minimum they have to have. So uh, I, I can't see any more than 16 sides meeting. I, I can't even see 16 sides meeting the That's criteria, true, yeah. to be Well, honest. do you
1: think as well, I mean, what they might do, like also considering... Um, I mean, the teams that are going well in the New FM competition are mainly around the Macquarie, you know, Newcastle region, Cooks Hill, South Cardiff, Cahaba, Bellswan's—all in kind of the same area-ish. There's no real teams from that Hunter Valley side. Do you think they might put in a Hunter Valley side as kind of like like even out the uh, the spread of talent and things like that in
0: the NPL? Yeah, for, they, for 2020, they
1: they can't just bring in a Hunter Valley side
0: for the sake of it. They've yeah. got to have the structure there, and that's that's going to be the concern. So I don't think they'll do that if I'm going to make my prediction now as to what's gonna happen, I think it'll probably go to twelve team competition. Cooks Hill will move up. New Lambton has still need a few more years I feel to um to get everything right. So I think I think um I think twelve teams for the, the year after what is it uh twenty twenty. Yeah, so 2020. does
2: that mean that there'll be no relegation still?
0: Yes, that's that's <laughs> what I understand. And that is really sad. Mm.
2: So why don't we have... Why don't they bring... Cooks Hill up and have 12 and then have 10 in the next league and if have relegation. But if the teams haven't got the criteria up to scratch from below, well, then you're saved from relegation. But yeah, there's still and, that threat of relegation. Yep. And if a team's doing well... Or thinks they they'll do it, they'll do it well enough to go up. They might actually then start saying, "Well, we will try to fix yeah. up the ground." Well, to do you quite, think
1: that would? I mean, like, I think it would lift the standard. For yeah. it. If you
2: have an opportunity where you think, "Well, we can't quite do it now," uh, but oh well, well you can't do it now. You've got to wait another three years. Then teams will go. Well, <laughs> all right, another three years, we'll wait for then. And it just gets put on the back burner. But if you get, well, you could go up this year if you start putting things in place. Well, then they might start actually Mm. doing it now and trying to raise the funds, whatever they need to do to get the ground up to scratch. They might not get it done in time. So, okay, we're still down. But the next year, they might be able to go up. But if Mm. you just put a deadline of three to five years, you can't go up. It's a natural mentality to go, well, why bother? Don't worry about it then. We've got five years before we can do anything. Then all the teams in the top league just go, well, we can't get relegated, so why are we yep. going to waste the money? And it just makes the competition weaker.
1: Yeah, just stagnant if as you, well, yeah.
2: If you are threatened with the relegation, you are going to do whatever you can to yeah. get it up. If you're going to sit here, well, no offence to Western, but we saw it last year, one win, it uh, doesn't matter. We don't. We, we won't go down. Mm. It's not. It didn't, you know. Uh, I'm not saying that they just didn't give a crap last year, but that's in the back of your mind. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You can't get relegated. Mm. We'll just get through this year and see what happens. Yep. I think it's has to be there, the threat of relegation, to keep pushing the standard higher. Yep. If you don't have that that threat of demotion, then mediocrity sits in. Yep.
0: yep. Ben, ben, what's your thoughts? I 100% agree with that. Mm. And that's I don't understand why that isn't the system now. Because mm. last year, what would have happened is you would have And and it's you can't say last year this would have definitely what happened last year would have happened if you bring in the threat of relegation because sides do things differently. But last year, the bottom place side goes down, Cooks Hill comes up. I'm not going to say that was Weston because Weston might have planned differently because they go, Well, we're not going to get relegated, we're going to play a young side. So it's much more fascinating to see this relegation, you know, promotion battle in UFM and relegation battle in NPL. And you care more about it, to be honest. New FM. I have a quick glance at it, you know, once every few weeks. When there was relegation, I was looking at it all the time, going, "Who's yep. coming up? Is it, yep. mm-hmm. Is it going to be late? Macquarie? Is it going to?" And it's so much more interesting.
2: Hundred percent. And also, if you're going to, if you're at the bottom of the league and you go, "Well, we can play young players." Young players are playing and they're getting experience playing, but they're not getting that experience of playing to win. Yeah. They're playing for the sake of playing. Well, it doesn't matter. We when if we lose today, we're getting experience. Who cares? they're not getting that sense of competitive, we must win, which is a completely different aspect of playing the game. Yep. Anyone can go out and play park football or who cares or score the penalty in, with your mates in the park because no one's watching. Mm. But it's different when you've got people you know, playing for their livelihoods, yeah. so to speak, for to win. Yeah, uh, yeah. The pressure's different. Um, it Players react differently in different mm. situations. So it needs to be there. Whether or not a team comes up, like I said, it needs to have that threat that we need to fight to stay up.
1: Yep, yep. I 100% agree with you guys. I think that needs to be a uh, main focus of the com- of the competition in the next few years. And, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is now already that Northern are looking to do that. It's just hopefully that they're, the clubs as well can actually, you know, get to that standard where they they can uh, potentially do it. Uh, let's quickly look just at the uh, Zone League competitions, though, as well. There's obviously a lot of people that will be listening that are playing in these competitions, no people playing in these competitions, so we'll quickly brush over those as well. Zone Premier League, uh, I mean, Suns, obviously, last year, they, they won the competition, uh, lost in the grand final to Beresfield. Beresfield have lost a host of players, though. Um, one of those main guys, Isaac Peak, has gone to Cessnock that uh, the team we were talking about before. Um, so I'm not. I don't think that they're going to be a, a troubling team this year. Dudley are looking very good from what I've seen from trials. They gave Bell Swans an absolute run for their money the other. I uh, think a couple of weeks ago in a trial match, they're looking really good. Uh, Sons have 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 kept up though. They've signed a couple couple of players from Cardiff who. Uh, they impressed in the, the FFA Cup last year that we all know about. So um, I think Suns will still be up there again. My tip for that competition is, is Dudley and Suns to battle it out in the grand final. Swansea is another team that can potentially be there as well. Ben, do you have any thoughts on this? I, I just wanted to say about Carter City.
0: It's, just, it's amazing, isn't it, what a cup competition can do. We saw it in the FA Cup the other way when Rochdale, Rochdale, who are going to get relegated in League 1, or they're in that <laughs> spot at the moment, Drew with Tottenham, who's yeah. up at the top of the Premier League. And you go, well, how are Rochdale going to get relegated? Same thing as Cardiff here. They finished eighth last year. Mm. And we looked at them in the FFA Cup and go, they knocked over late Macquarie, and they looked a much better side mm. than
1: eighth in the zone the zone Premier League. Yep, Yeah, I, I agree too. Mac, are there, so any thoughts on the uh, zone PL, or ZPL, I should say?
2: Uh, from all I know is that the Suns are, were, have, <laughs> have been well and truly yep. the, the dominant force in there. But um, we played a friendly against Dudley. In pre-season and they look look to play good football. So when you you said that they might do well, I, I could see why you'd think that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah.
1: Yep, well, I mean, looking at Zone League One, uh, pretty interesting from that. Actually, uh, Hamilton Azuri got got promoted from uh, winning Zone League Three. Like they skipped Zone League Two, gone straight to Zone League One. They've actually signed.
2: <laughs> How does uh, that work? Of,
1: yeah, well, <laughs> they, they, they just went completely past Zone League Two. There was a few teams that dropped out of Zone League Two. One of them was Myaji Boys. Obviously, we uh, we left, but Kahaiba uh, and Simba, who came second and oh, yeah, second and third last year in the um. Oh, Cahab didn't actually make the top four. But Simba, who who won the grand final and came uh, second in Zone League 2, they didn't want to go up. They didn't have enough players. Mary Fletcher, who finished fourth in Zone League 2, they've gone up to Zone League 1 as well. So I think the Zone League promotion is a bit all over the shop at the moment. But uh, regardless, Hamilton is really up there. they actually signed a lot of uh, players as well, some ex-NPL boys in there. So they got a pretty... Uh, Pretty good squad from what I've seen. They've had, they've, they've had a few trial games around the place. Versus Cahyba, I think, uh, last week and, and actually, I think, beat them. Um, so the Cahyba New UFM team I'm talking about as well. So uh, they've got a good side. I, th- I think they'll challenge Merlin Fletcher as well. Steve Pickett's obviously out there being the, I think his he's, he's official role is the, Technical director of the club. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but he's he's every now and then. So <laughs> I think they'll go alright as well. Garden Suburb, as uh, I've heard, are going to be a uh, pretty uh, quality side. And Raymond Terrace also, who were in the grand final uh, last year. Zone League Two, I think, uh, Khabib and Simba are going to be the two teams yet again to uh, be challenging there. And Zone League Three, a bit of a, an unfortunate um, result there. They've only got six teams in that competition, so a few teams been pulling out. So. Hopefully, we get some more teams coming through because that's obviously how we how we uh, get to this um, better MPL competition with we senior teams coming up. Uh, a bit of a bit of a fun fact as well from there's only three competition, they actually have two Maitland sides: a Maitland Senior and a Maitland Junior uh, side. So I, I have heard that. Um, their matches get a little bit... Uh, so that's you gonna going to bring yeah. a new meaning to a derby, <laughs> isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but boys, that is our Zone League, uh, Zone League competitions. Uh, thank you guys for joining me today. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you guys, especially Mac, I'm guessing you've been pretty busy.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm off to work now. So yeah, I'll hear Andre Gunprek telling me how, how good Khabib is going to go this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: Ben, thank you for joining me as well. I know you're busy, obviously, with working with the ABC and everything now. So thank you for coming onto the pod as well.
0: No, thank you. And thanks to everyone uh, for listening and for everyone that is still listening now and not <laughs> bored out of their minds. Yeah, yeah. So thank
1: you. Thank you for everyone that that, that has listened to this. Uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed it. Please remember to like us on Facebook, follow, uh, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at uh, Just Look Up Shouts from the Sideline. We have a bit of a weird handle. So uh, look us up on there. You, you can also follow Ben on his handle at... benahoma 23 And Maka on...
2: DJ McBreen.
1: So, and mine is QConnors10. So, uh, you can follow us on Twitter there. But, guys, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, it is bye from us.